In 2003, Nike signed 13-year-old Freddie Adu to a seven-figure contract. But Freddie didn't live up to the hype. He has turned down every single documentary project looking closely at the details of his career. Until now. People are going to look at everything you did because of the hype surrounding your arrival and what they think you can be. I'm Grant Wall, and this is American Prodigy, Freddie Adu, from Blue Wire Podcasts. And with that, welcome in to the Orange and Brown Report. I am your host, Jared Mueller. Thank you for stopping by this Thanksgiving edition of the OBR. You can always get a hold of me at Jared K. Mueller on Twitter. You can also get a hold of the site at the OBR and go to theobr.com for all the great stuff that is there from all of our amazing, amazing staff. Happy Thanksgiving to all of you. And I want to jump right in, but first I want to talk to you about Indeed. 2020 has reshaped how we worked and it's almost over. Businesses across the globe are challenged to be their most efficient, which means every hire is critical. Indeed is here to help. Indeed is the number one job site in the world with more total visits than any other job site, according to Comscore. Indeed helps you find quality candidates quickly so you can focus on hiring the person you need to keep your business going. Unlike other sites, Indeed gives you full control and payment flexibility over your hiring. You only pay for what you need. You can pause your account at any time, and there are no long-term contracts. And now Indeed's new way of matching you with candidates instantly delivers a short list of quality candidates whose resume on Indeed matches your job criteria that you can contact the moment you sponsor a job, making Indeed the only job site that can move as fast as you do. 73% of all online job seekers in the U.S. are visiting Indeed each month, uh, according to Comscore, so it's clear Indeed can help you get the quality hire you need. That's why more than 3 million businesses worldwide use Indeed for hiring. Right now, Indeed is hiring is offering our listeners a free $75 credit to boost your job post, which means more quality candidates will see it fast. Try Indeed out with a free $75 credit at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. This is their best offer available anywhere. Right now, go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Offer is valid through December 31st. Terms and conditions apply. Since this is Thanksgiving, uh, I'm going to take a, before I take this nice sip of water, um, I'm really just going to kind of shoot from the from the hip of what I'm thankful for. Uh, and a little bit's going to come from, obviously a lot of it's going to be about the Browns, um, but I will probably talk a little bit from a mental health perspective and, and just try to be an encouragement in this time that is so different and so weird. But first, a little bit of water, because you know, water is good for you and everything. So many of you will be listening to this while waiting for Thanksgiving uh, meal. Uh, have already eaten. Uh, maybe you'll be listening to it the day after Thanksgiving. Um, but hopefully you are doing what is best, right? And so uh, as a society, we all have the opportunity to make different changes. Uh, and based on the information we have available, based on what is important to us, uh, based on what we value, we are all making those decisions. And I, I pray that all of you are making those decisions and you feel like you are making the best decisions for yourself. And that is the only thing that we can ask is that you are making quality and good decisions. And as I ask at the end of every podcast, uh, hopefully you are taking care of yourself and taking care of others, right? Where we encourage selflessness. I think as Browns fans, we can long ago realize that we are a unique breed, right? We care deeply. We're loyal, 
all of those kind of things and I want to encourage that uh, that loyalty to each other that loyalty to your future self that you will always be able to look back and feel like you made the best decision you could given the information that you had and so on this Thanksgiving as things are not for many of us are not the way they've always been hopefully you're able to be thankful for what is and you know from a mental health perspective it's something I spend a lot of time talking to my clients about is I can't control the weather why would I spend a lot of energy on it now if I want to move that's a different conversation right but that's still not controlling the weather that's controlling something about myself the same thing with COVID Uh, the reality is is there's very little about it that we can have total control over but we can make good decisions that's where our power does lie so it's not about our power being taken away it's about our power shifting and it's about appreciating that if you do have the opportunity if you do have the ability to do things safely through social networking through other things that you're willing and able to do those things and being thankful for what you do have the power over there are many of us who um, whether it's our part-time full-time jobs family jobs or whatever don't have the opportunity to avoid right so um, there's this fun little push towards finally appreciating our frontline workers whether that's doctors and nurses or uh, the cash register uh, people or the bagger or teachers um, all people that you know for a long time at some level have not been given the respect uh, that maybe they deserve for everything they do um, and so appreciating them that they don't generally have the opportunity to just not go into work not interact with the public having to deal with people who are unhappy during these very difficult times and so again for them and for those of you who have the opportunity to work from home and uh, the opportunity to stay safe or the finances to not have to do things um, i hope you're able all of that group everybody in between find something to be thankful for or find things to be thankful for focusing your energy on what is and not what is not what is not is outside of our control generally speaking so it's about focusing on what is within your control and that's that's where i'm going to focus my energy right now is is starting off just kind of talking about again just kind of off the hip off the cusp what are some of the things that i'm i'm so thankful for with the cleveland browns and obviously this is a little easier when the cleveland browns are seven and three so the first thing i'm thankful for is a a cleveland browns team with a winning record because it is long ago and far away that i can remember uh eating on thanksgiving and thinking about the browns winning and Winning on a regular basis. I talked about in uh, the pod at the uh, the victory pod, victory number seven pod. I talked about how the Browns have controlled games, controlled their wins, right? They're not getting lucky at the last minute. And a majority of the time, they have been leading these games. Now, obviously, teams have come back. But we're used to the Browns chasing victories and falling short. And that's what a lot of teams have done this year against the Browns. They've chased a victory. They've tried to catch up and have fallen short. And so I'm thankful not only that the Browns are 7-3, and three, but I'm thankful about how the Browns have won their games. Now, obviously, their losses to Baltimore and Pittsburgh were huge. Uh, their, their loss to Oak, or Las Vegas, again, kind of call them Oakland a ton of times. I apologize for that. But their loss to, to Las Vegas was an interesting weather game. No excuse because they won an interesting weather game against Houston. Uh, they won another uh, interesting weather game against Philadelphia. So they're two and three in really interesting weather games. But the reality is, is those three losses are three losses, right? How they lost is telling. It tells me the Browns are at a second tier, right? I don't think they're at the same tier as the Kansas City Chiefs. I don't even think they're at the same tier as uh, the Baltimore Ravens, even though right now they have a better record because quality of team and record aren't always 
equal to each other. And so I'm just thankful that the Cleveland Browns are seven and three and that they're controlling the games that they've won. They're not, they're not lucky to pull off a victory. You know, in a lot of ways, it doesn't even seem like they're lucky when it comes to injuries or flukes or any of those kind of things. You know, they are seven and three, despite of a lot of things. And, and in that is something that I want to celebrate. Along with that, I'm going to start really as far at the top as I feel like I can. Listen, some people will be thankful for Jimmy Haslam. I think he has a long way to go to prove that things are different for him. But the the, the highest member of the Browns organization that I can be thankful for is Paul DePodesta. Has he been perfect? No. But we also know that DePodesta, when him and Sashi Brown were hired and then Hugh Jackson was hired, it was set up for failure for all sides right? Um, you, it's easy to blame Hugh Jackson. It's easy to blame Sashi Brown. The reality is the setup was a setup, right? They were set up, each of them having different interests, different desires, different things they were looking for. And that setup was a setup for the Cleveland Browns. But Paul D. Podesta has made it through and he finally was able to, and again, this isn't about analytics, but the vision of having everybody on the same page, rowing the boat in the same direction, having collaboration, having everybody basically unified, Paul D. Podesta, I am thankful for. Now, obviously, one of the other areas that Paul D. Podesta has put his foot in his mouth possibly or at least uh, said something is related to Carson Wentz and I I've covered this and we just played uh, just had the Browns play the Philadelphia Eagles and so we've just saw Carson Wentz but the reality is is Paul D. Podesta may not have been exactly right but Carson Wentz has not been producing like a top five top 10 quarterback he is closer to that the top 20 and there are a lot of people uh, over the last week who have been calling for his benching not short-term benching but a long-term benching so I am thankful for Paul D. Podesta and everything that he has done uh, that then leads us to Andrew Barry all right Andrew Barry hasn't had a perfect offseason obviously there was more that I think he wanted to do there's proof in that in uh, the reports that he chased Jadavion Clowney there's proof in the reports that he chased Yannick Ndakwe um, you know there's we know recently over the last I think three times now he's tried to claim Tack McKinley uh, so he knows there are some limits to to at least the defensive line and the pass rush. Uh, last game with Olivier Vernon and Adrian Claiborne, they were able to get a little bit more uh, out of that pass rush. But in general, um, there is some weaknesses. But Andrew Berry remade the offense this year, starting with Jack Conklin and Austin Hooper, can fin- kind of finishing up with Jedrick Wills uh, as the left tackle. And knowing that Jedrick Wills was somehow just going to make that change with Bill Callahan, Joe Thomas helping him out, was going to be able to move from the right side to the left side uh, and play very, very well in his first season starting as the left tackle for the Cleveland Browns. Andrew Barry has made some very, very good moves. Obviously, there are things that haven't gone well. Uh, but again, in one off season, he wasn't going to change the world. How different would this team look like if Grant Delpit did not get injured? How different would this team look like if Andrew Billings had not decided to opt out? Again, no judgment of either of those for Andrew Barry, but how different could this team look? And now the excitement of a 7-3 and three team pushing forward, looking like a two or a, a double-digit win team this season, most likely, or odds are. That's a lot to be excited about for what Andrew Barry can do next offseason. And that is something I'm thankful for, that I get to look forward to an offseason where I believe that the general manager is continuing to make really good moves to improve the Cleveland Browns.
Another thing that I am thankful for is our sponsors. I'm thankful for Blue Wire uh, allowing us this opportunity to share with you, Browns fans, um, you know, just thoughts from the OBR, thoughts from me, thoughts from Stephen and Fred yesterday and uh, Jake and just, uh, you know, all that we're able to do. Uh, and, and part of that is our sponsors. And so I want to thank Pepsi uh, and, and thanks to natural athleticism and or maybe lack of commitment or lack of overrating sports parents or lack of money or whatever. Fewer than 1% of 1% of 1% of people ever play professional football. But instead of entering the NFL, we've all joined another league, the League of Football Watchers. This football season will be different, and Pepsi is here to get you ready for game day, no matter how you watch. And listen, we're hoping that we have a Browns game this week. Uh, we don't even know who's going to be able to play, but in the end, a win's going to be a win, hopefully. right? And so we're excited to watch that. We're excited to... To, to have a seven and three team going into to face a one win Jacksonville team, uh, and and Pepsi is the refreshment you need to power through any game day because because yeah because Pepsi isn't made for those who play the game, it's made for those who watch it. And you can go to madeforfootballwatching.com to check out the latest football watching content from Pepsi. Pepsi made for football watching. So I've already told you uh, that I am thankful for the 7-3 and three team. I'm thankful for Paul D. Podesta and Andrew Barry, and I'm thankful to Blue Wire, and I'm thankful for uh, the sponsors. You know, to be honest, uh, before I continue on some of the team stuff, I am thankful for the OBR uh, and the team that I am a part of. You know, this, for some of you may not know this, I've uh, been... Con- covering professional sports for over a decade now, uh, starting with uh, a little site called Factory of Sadness and and moving all the way through and now uh, have the pleasure and honor of, of, of carrying the torch and being a part of carrying the torch of the OBR, which started a long time ago as Bernie's Insiders. That was a huge part of, of really inundating the NFL with faxes and emails and all kinds of things uh, back in the day when that... Uh, <clears throat> guy, Art Modell, that's the word I'm going to use as being a nice guy and being thankful, uh, took the team away. You know, the OBR, uh, Barry and Lane and and all of the guys that were involved then and some of the guys still involved now were highly involved in, in making sure the NFL knew that Cleveland needed a sports team, needed an NFL team. And so um, I'm really thankful to be a part of the OBR. There's so many interesting uh, people there, whether it's a professional comedian and Stephen Thomas who just loves the NFL draft. You know, I'm going to forget people. I always do. And so I'm, I'm going to actually stop right now. You guys know the OBR staff is amazing. They're professional. Uh, they're funny. They're good at what they do. Uh, led by obviously Barry uh, as the boss. Um, and so I'm just so thankful for the opportunity. And, and in that, I'm thankful for all of you. You know, all of you that are that come to the site, that, that click on these podcasts, that listen to these podcasts, that subscribe, like, comment, all that stuff that I guess I'm supposed to say that I don't ever say on this podcast, um, but then go to the site and go in our forums and, and the community uh, that is a part of the OBR forums and, and everything, they, they allow our site to live, they are allow our site uh, to continue to have legitimacy uh, amongst the sea of lots of other things. And, and listen, legitimacy is one thing, other people go for click. Other people just want to have an opportunity to share what they think, and they everybody has an opportunity in this world now to to share. Uh, but the OBR uh, over the years, and, and because it's been around so long, and because of the the staff involved, uh, have have been able to achieve legitimacy that we belong amongst those who are who belong, right? That a, a Jake Burns can be uh, at a press conference and ask questions of the coaches and gain the coaches respect because he understands the game. 
right, that Fred Greetham can tell a story this week about a personal letter that Bill Belichick wrote him. There is legitimacy to the OBR, and it's because of readers and listeners like you. And so I'd want to tell you that on this Thanksgiving, I am so thankful for you guys as well uh, for all that you do to allow our site to continue. The reality is in the world that we live in, advertising isn't enough always. And that's why more and more people are focused on clicks, because if it used to be that I needed 100, now I need like 10,000. And, and, you know, those things happen. And so uh, I'm especially thankful for people who subscribe. Listen, the reality is of, of the subscription model, there are people that have gone to that. Uh, the Athletic and all kinds of other great people have done it. Um, you guys have stayed with us. Information comes and goes. There are times where, unfortunately, we just are not able to. We don't have information. We don't make up information uh, for things like the Rumor Central. Uh, used to be the Fast Lane. It's been a whole lot of other things. Um, but we are here for you, and we appreciate you subscribers who get unique access to things from Jake and Jonathan and me sometimes, and uh, access to the Ask the Insiders and all of those things. So I thank you for all of you who have stuck with us through the ups and downs um, to allow, again, the site to continue. But back to the Browns, the team that we all love. And so, uh, you know, we, we talked about it with Fred this week. I'm so thankful for Kevin Stefanski. I'm thankful for somebody who isn't a gimmick guy. It isn't uh, just a flash in the pan. You have to remember, and something that I think is so important, remember that Paul D. Podesta wanted to hire Kevin Stefanski after he had four games as an offensive coordinator. Because it wasn't about how he was as an offensive coordinator that drew Paul D. Podesta to Kevin Stefanski and Andrew Barry at the time when he was with the team before he went to Philadelphia for one year. It was who he was as a man, as a, as a coach, as a communicator, as a leader. And we are seeing that. We are seeing a coach who is generally unflappable. Now, is he perfect? No. This is his first time doing it, and he didn't have an offseason, all the things we've gone over. But I am thankful for a coach who looks like a coach who can be around for a long time. Again, is he perfect? No. The reality is, is hopefully Browns fans understand that given Pat Mahomes, Lamar Jackson, Russell Wilson's of the world, Ben Roethlisberger's right now, all of that, the Cleveland Browns over the next four to five years may not ever make it to the Super Bowl, may not ever win a Super Bowl, but they still may have a competent coach. And everything we've seen makes us believe, because it's not about the record, right? The record is nice. But it's about the competency. It's about the communication. It's when you see the videos, you're not seeing somebody who looks like they're out of their depth. You look like somebody who's ready to be an NFL head coach. And so I'm very thankful for Kevin Stefanski. And then we go on the field. And listen, offensive line, defensive line, those are two areas that are always going to be or often going to be undervalued unless they're bad. Right, Mitchell Schwartz is a great example. Uh, Browns fans undervalued Mitchell Schwartz until he left. And then all of a sudden they saw what they were missing, right? And so offensive line, you know, from left to right across the board, Jack Conklin and Joel Batonio and J.C. Treader and Wyatt Teller with his amazing season, and then all the way over to Jack Conklin. I am so thankful for an offensive line that I can be proud of, an offensive line that is, they're not crazy people, they're not, um, you know, they're not flashing the pan, they they. They do their job. They do a solid job on that offensive line. And then a defensive line, um, while there, there's going to be a need starting next offseason, Miles Garrett being the best defensive end 
the best defensive end in the NFL, and I believe that to be true. Miles Garrett is the best defensive end in the NFL. He is an amazing player, and he is a Cleveland Brown for, what, six more seasons? At least, generally, and based on a contract, I am thankful to have um, the best defensive end in the NFL. And at this point, fighting with Aaron Donald for the best defensive player in the NFL, I'm very thankful for having the opportunity to cover, and as a person that grew up as a Browns fan and is a fan today still, um, to cheer for and root for and be excited for Miles Garrett, and hopefully he comes back healthy after COVID. COVID, obviously, and health is the most important thing. And then, you know, the rest of the roster. Like, listen, I know you guys want, and everybody wants Baker Mayfield to be Pat Mahomes. You want him to be a Russell Wilson. You want him to be a Drew Brees, a Tom Brady. I'm thankful for that... I have seen such improvement from Baker Mayfield in all the nuances of the game. Listen, is he perfect? Is he pressing sometimes? Is he making bad throws? Sure. Absolutely. Watch him and his ball fakes and all of that kind of stuff while he is running fakes. Watch his body language. Watch the details of how he runs those fakes. Watch the details on how Baker Mayfield has very, very much limited his turnovers this year. And it's gotten better as the year has gone on. I am thankful for Baker Mayfield. I'm thankful for a backfield that can remind us of Kevin Mack and Ernest Biner. You know, Chubb and Hunt, two different players. I'm thankful that Andrew Berry locked up Hunt, right? It allows him to not be worried about his health and, and you know, was he getting carries or not getting carries. And he loves Ohio, right? Like, he just does. And so we know injuries and age and all that stuff can affect running backs. I am so thankful for those two running backs. I am thankful for Jarvis Landry. While his contract is huge and he has had up and down games, listen, that guy is a warrior. He doesn't miss games. He is consistent. Obviously, he's had some drops this year, but he cares. And I think from a cultural perspective, listen, I value that. As a mental health guy, like, I value what he has done for the Browns culture. I think he matters significantly and bluntly. Odell Beckham Jr. is not a Cleveland Brown if Jarvis Landry isn't here. That just wouldn't have happened, wouldn't have happened, wouldn't have happened. The Browns, John Dorsey would not have traded for him if he knew Old Dub Beckham Jr. didn't want to come to Cleveland, but he did because of Jarvis Landry. And so I am thankful for Odell Beckham Jr. I'm thankful for Austin Hooper, David Njoku, Harrison Bryant. Listen, they're not perfect tight ends. Listen, Hooper is not some dynamic 80-yard tight end. He is a solid, consistent tight end. He's going to be where he needs to be, and he's going to be a best friend to Baker Mayfield. On the defensive side of the ball. Oh, sorry. I'm going to continue. Wide receivers. Kadero Hodge. He's looking like a guy who can make some plays. Rashard Higgins. This is probably his swan song in Cleveland. But I'm thankful for his consistency. When he is called on, that dude is ready to go. Andy Janovich is the fullback. Listen, I just like having a fullback that, that can catch passes, that can block. Um, he does make a difference, even if he's not in there a ton of time. On the defensive side of the ball, it's not as strong, right? Sheldon Richardson, as a veteran, makes plays. He is uh, not the explosive guy. Uh, he is not the game record that Aaron Donald is, but he is where he needs to be most of the time. Makes a lot of effort plays that people don't give him credit for at times. Uh, Denzel Ward, Kevin Johnson. Uh, Denzel Ward, like, that just is, right? Obviously, injuries are a concern, um, but there's give and take, right? It's like a big play wide receiver who drops the ball sometimes. You want that big play wide receiver, even though he drops the ball sometimes. Denzel Ward He's had some injury issues. He's still a great cornerback when he's out there, and he's out there 
pretty regularly. Um, again, he got cleated, we believe, um, which led to that. That's not something that just, you know, ha- listen, anybody's muscle can get really jacked up from a cleat, right? So Kevin Johnson on the inside, I'm really intrigued by what the Browns do with him next offseason, but 